Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that in these few minutes, we will help you to stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Well, this is week 11 as we look at making the most of your time. As my wife, who is a very wise person, shared with me, we've all been given 24 hours, Tommy, and it's simply how we choose to use them that makes the difference. That is true, Trey. So today we are recording, and it is a what? What today of the week is it, Trey? This is Monday. So how's your Monday been so far? It has been exhausted Monday, but I've got a lot done even so. So you've got a lot done on this Monday. I have. Well, it's a unique Monday for me because typically on on Mondays, what I do is I focus on uh, studying and trying to get ahead on the sermon for Sunday. So I spend most of the day studying. But this coming Sunday here at Northwood, we have a guest speaker, and so I won't be preaching. And so I figured this morning, I've got extra time. And so I had a list of things I wanted to get done, list of things I wanted to get uh, through. And and so as I've worked through the day, you know how much of my extra stuff has gotten done? I would guess uh, one. Yeah, not much. <laughs> Isn't that the way it works? I mean, I thought, man, I have all this extra time uh, to get some things done that I normally do not get done. And I've gotten some things done, but sure. I have not been quite as productive as I thought I would be. And I looked down my watch just a bit ago. Man, it was already 2.30 in the afternoon. The day's almost done, and I'm nowhere near as done as I want to be with the stuff that I want to have done. Well, Mondays are always, I have a, a set thing that I have to do every Monday. So uh, I got I got all that done at least. So I uh, tried to get ahead a little well, bit on some I'm things. I'm glad you've but. been a bit more productive than I have been today. But what I've noticed as we've been studying through the book of Acts on Sunday mornings is uh, the way the apostles and the followers of Jesus used their time. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, we're not given a lot of details as to how they used their time hour by hour, day by day. But what we do pick up on in the book of Acts is, man, they spent a lot of time together, mm. and they spent a lot of time on mission. That seemed to consume their lives, right? Spending time together, fellowshipping together, praying together, uh, being together in their homes together, all those things, and just being out in the community, sharing the good news of Jesus. They spent a lot of time doing that. As a matter of fact, in, in, the, in the book of Acts, it talks about them being together seven days a week. Yeah. Every day they met at the temple. Every day they met in people's homes. So this was a ongoing, time-consuming thing right. that they did. Right. Can you imagine seeing me every single day of the week? Well, I just about do, brother. This is true. You do, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> so, yeah. So I really want us to focus in on how we use our time well. Because, I mean, the reality is we live in the 21st century and not the 1st century. Uh, I don't know what your days look like, but, man, I, I'm here all day long at the office working and doing ministry. Then I run home in the afternoons, try to play with the kids, go to ball practice, karate practice, get our music mm. lessons in. And by the time I know it, man, there are many days where I feel like at the end of the day, I've not been as purposeful and as mission-minded as I perhaps need to be. And so I want to learn from the first century followers of Jesus and from, uh, from those who've gone before us how to use my time more effectively for the kingdom. Yeah, I think, uh, I think what we want to look at today is five ways that we can make the most of the time that we've been given. And uh, that leads us right to the first one. I think we can talk pretty uh, quickly about this one. And that is, first of all, ask God to change your view of time. Yeah. So for me, I know that that the 
temptation I often give into is I see time as something that ultimately belongs to me. It's my time, right? I have the time to do what I want to do because after all, it's my time and it's not. No, it is not. No, ultimately, time belongs to God. He is sovereign. He is the one who has created time, and he is the one who has chosen to give me an allotted period of time. Time is his. It's not mine, right? And I think oftentimes for many of us, we view time as a resource that belongs to us to use as we want to use it, but time just doesn't belong to us, does it? Yeah, well, I mean, just think of our language. We say, I don't, I don't have the time mm. for, or I hope I can make the time for, and it's mm. always about I, you know? That's exactly right. And so for me, it's changing my view of time where I recognize it does not belong to me. Instead, it is a gift that God has given me to use for his kingdom and his glory, right? So I think of a passage of scripture, James chapter 1, verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. It's a gift, and it's a good gift, mm -hmm. a good gift that God has given, but ultimately it does not belong to me. It's a gift that God has given me to steward for his kingdom. And I think, uh, you know, when people talk about time, they consider time a precious commodity. Right. It is precious, isn't it? Because all of us, we're given a, a certain amount of time. We don't know the time we're given, whether you have 80, 85 years on this earth or 10 years. We don't know the time that God has ultimately given us, but we do have the time that he ha has given us right now. Mm -hmm. I have today. I have these moments that God has given me. How am I going to use them wisely uh, for the sake of the kingdom? And so, so it would be wrong for us to think that I have all the time in the world because I don't. We do not at all. And if you think about that, right, if I don't Snap have the all fingers. the time in the world, then that really should affect the way I see my time and use my time and try to eliminate as much as possible a lot of time wasters because I don't have all the time in the world to accomplish all that God has for me. I just have an allotted period of time. Don't know how, often, how long that time might be. Hopefully it's a lot of years left, but I don't know. And so how do I use that time that God has given me that ultimately belongs to him? I think when I went through my uh, surgery that uh, I had 16 years ago, I didn't know the doctors basically gave me uh, five to seven years to live. And so you have a whole different view on time when they're telling you you got five to seven. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I bet. And um, so you, you, you begin to say, okay, what are the most important things that I need to make sure that I'm putting, putting my time into? And so you were told that you were given five to seven years, uh, but you've been living more now than five to seven years. Because yeah, that, that surgery was how long ago? 16 years ago? Yeah, so they, they just shrug their shoulders now. But, but you still have that perspective I on time that, that it is yes. precious mm -hmm. and it's a gift that God has given you because of what you experienced. Exactly. And so, you know, I, I just don't want people to waste time. And I, I, I think uh, there was a time in my life, unfortunately, that I did waste time. Mm -hmm. And that, that, you know, you look back at those things and you say, wow. Mm. If I could just have that back and right. you can't. Right. You can't. That's exactly right. So time, it's a gift. It belongs to God, not you. Well, you know, the Bible talks about that. I think uh, you wrote down this verse in James chapter 4. Did you want to use that? Yeah, so James 4, 13 and 14 says this, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? Mm -hmm. For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Just it, re it reiterates the point, doesn't it? That our, our time is precious. Our life is short. We don't know if we have tomorrow. And, and so we can't say, I have all the time in the world to do what I want to do. We have to start viewing time as something that ultimately belongs to God that's been given to us as a gift to steward for his kingdom. So we make a conscious decision to say, okay, God, change how I view time as right. a gift from you. 
And then when we get to that point, then I think number two comes into play when, when we take responsibility for the time that we have been given. Right. So the reality is you can't change how much time you have, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever uh, days you have left on this earth, you can't change that. But what you can change is how you use the time you have. You can't change the time that you have, but you can change how you use the time that you have. So you take responsibility, right? Take responsibility for the day that God has given you to use the time he's given you well today, right? Exactly. So when when we deal with time and uh I think you said something about uh, enjoying time and the importance of enjoying time. So we don't, I, I don't want everybody to think that every moment of our day has to be productive. Right. Because sometimes time, uh, there is relaxation time. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's sleeping time. There's other things that we use. Yeah. It's just using our time wisely, whatever right, it is. Right, right. So you go back and you look at the model that Scripture gives us for how we're to use our time. And what we do see, we see it in, in the way that God created the earth in mm-hmm. Genesis chapter 1, that, that God has established a certain rhythm of life, that there is time for work but there's also time for rest mm-hmm. and time for relationships and time just to enjoy life, right? I, I never want to be that guy that's working 60, 70, 80 hours a week and not enjoy uh, the, the life that God has given me outside of my vocation, right? I want to be able to enjoy going and watching my boys play a, a baseball game. I want to enjoy a road trip to the mountains. I want to enjoy those things. There's nothing wrong with enjoying time, right? As long as we keep it in the rhythm of life, that God has established time in such a way that we are to work hard, right? But we're also to rest hard, if you will, mm-hmm. right? Well, you know, what, uh, and you might address this. Okay, let's say that I'm, I'm at the boys' ball game, mm-hmm. and I'm watching them play football, baseball, whatever it is. How do I make sure that I am not wasting time on things that I shouldn't be doing at that point? In other words, I should be giving my time to them. Yeah, so even that time is precious that I have at a baseball game or uh, at, at karate practice because at that baseball game, I have the opportunity to what? Uh, I have the opportunity to encourage my boys as they're on the field, screaming from the stands, hey, that's good job, way to go. That's good, right? Because my boys, as they are learning different skills, as they are becoming better at, at a particular discipline, they need daddy cheering them on. That's not wasted time. That's a good use of time, cheering my boys on and helping them become a better man, right? But also not only that, in that time that God has given me on the ball field, he has placed me where? Around a bunch of people. There's other moms mm-hmm. and dads that are sitting in the stands. There are other moms and dads at karate practice. And and what an opportunity for me to use my time well uh, to build some relationships, right? To, to, to uh, invite them to church or whatever the case may be, right? So I could go and waste my time at the ball field by sitting back passively and just letting my mind wander, or I can use my time well at the ball field by cheering my boys on, being engaged in what they're doing, and also building some relationships relationships around me that might lead to some uh, gospel conversations. So that goes back to what we talked about at the very beginning about being on mission wherever we right. go, and and that's part of spending our time on mission. Yeah, and I think that's taking responsibility for my time, that wherever I am, I'm going to have the mission of God on mine, I'm going to have other people on my mind, and I'm going to use my time as best as I can to make a difference for the kingdom, even in my rest and relaxation, right? If I'm out on a a road trip, how can I use that time to grow my walk with Jesus, to encourage my family? Every moment we are given is a gift from God to use, even in our rest sometimes, I think, uh, to to be about the Father's work and to deepen our relationship with Him. Uh, I, I, I don't want to take uh, advantage of time and in that downtime, whatever it may be, just kind of veg out and 
and completely turn my brain off to the things. Now, there's sometimes that we need to veg out, right? Mm-hmm. There's sometimes that we need to just have that, that mental getaway to, to refresh our minds. But I, I think that's not the norm. I think that even in the normal rhythm of life, even when I'm resting, I want to be aware consciously of God's work in me and through me. You know, I hear people constantly make excuses that they can't. They can't because, and I've always said, well, people do what they want to do. So, you know. Yeah, I think that's huge, right, Trey, that we often make excuses for our unwise use of time. I don't have time. I'm too busy. mm -hmm. When the reality is you will always find time for what you're most passionate about. That's true. That's true. So if, if you're most passionate about, you know, sports, you're going to find time for that. If you're most passionate about being lazy, you're going to make the time to be lazy. Whatever it is, whatever you're passionate about, you're going to make the time for. I, I just think often, you know, men have a Saturday afternoon, they're watching the ball game or Saturday evening. Why do they do that? Because they want to. That's exactly you know, right. They want to cheer on their team. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know I'm getting a little churchy here, but I always wonder, people say, I just I just don't have time to get to church yeah. this week. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm thinking, ah, boy, where, where are we? You know, what are, what are we concentrating yeah, on then? So, where are so, we focusing? So here's what I read recently. Lifeway Research is a research arm of our Southern Baptist Convention. They do all kinds of studies about all kinds of different things related to the church, related to theology. And, and they did a recent study that says that the average follower of Jesus attends church 1.6 times a month. That's shocking. Isn't it, though? That is shocking. So, so we have... All this time that God has given us, but less than twice a month, we're showing up to be with God's people, to worship the God of all creation, to give thanks to the one who gave us life. And I, and I have seen those people, by the way, the point six people. Oh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> they come to church and they wander around during church. So. <laughs> know, right? Anyway. But that's reality. It's, it's a lack of responsibility for the time that God has given us, and it's a lack of appreciation for the time giver, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. So, so you know, you're always going to find time for what you're most passionate about. And so I guess the question that we need to constantly ask ourselves is a simple question. What does our use of time reveal about our hearts? Mm. So does our use of time reveal about us that we actually do love God and we actually do care about his mission and what he would have us be about? You know, I think, uh, and you might talk about this later, but the idea of putting my, uh, the principle of the first things, Mm. and Mm. that's why, and I'm not condemning anyone that does their devotions at night, but for me, first things is so important in the morning Mm, because, mm. you know, it establishes my day. Mm, And I think with everything we do, if we just kind of think of the first things, the most the things that that matter most, it might be our family or our our Lord, our church. It's it's just establishing that healthy rhythm of life, right? Mm -hmm. Work hard, love Jesus, rest, all those things, establishing that healthy rhythm and and taking responsibility for the time that God has given us. Well, if we do that, then I think uh, we, we must make sure though that we are number three focusing on attainable goals because i think we can put goals unattainable un, undoable goals so we got to be make sure that we can do what we're saying we're right do. so attainable goals um so so just again take responsibility for your time what can you do right now mm-hmm. right now starting today starting tomorrow that will be a good use of your time that that would be an attainable goal there are some things that i can do right now uh, that will help me uh, to, to start using my time well, right? Put my phone down. Put your phone down. And that's a big one for me because yeah. like you, like most people, I'm glued to this thing, right? Mm-hmm. And my wife constantly calls me out for, you know, checking my messages or whatever the case may be. And so I am learning, right, that when I get home in the afternoons, after I've worked all day, been in front of a screen doing sermon prep, answering emails, it's time 
to put my phone away and focus on the people that God has placed in my house, mm-hmm. house my wife and my two boys, right? That's a simple one. That's an attainable goal. I can do that. I can put my phone down when I get home. Well, what we, another thing we've done is we've, we've kind of decided that we're going to watch basically one show a night. We're okay. not going to watch, we're not going to start TV at news time and then go all the way till 11 o'clock we go to bed at night. Right. And wasted, how many hours is that? Oh, Four exactly, hours. right. There's nothing um, wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with watching a good TV show. Stacy and I, we'd like to watch a good TV show. We're, we're hooked on this show right now called Designated Survivor. I don't know if you ever watched that <laughs> no, one, but man, that's another story for another day. But we, we like to watch. We'll watch yeah. an episode uh, every night or whatever the case may be, and we enjoy that. But we watch one. And that yeah. really for us is all the television we watch during yeah. the day. Uh, one, there's just not time because we're going in 10 million different directions with the boys and everything else. And 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 two, uh, I tend to fall asleep during while we're watching TV anyway, so it's even <laughs> hard to get through one episode. But three, um, you know, it, it's watching TV is not a bad form of recreation necessarily. But if you're not careful, it can be a big time waster. And and with Netflix now, you can just hit the button and it'll just keep on rolling. Oh, exactly. So you could waste the whole day exactly. watching Netflix. That binge watching, right? And so for me, you know, the goal that we have attained is we're only going to watch an hour of TV a day. Mm-hmm. Well, well, even if somebody can't get to that point, maybe they could uh, cut out one show. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Maybe go to bed a little earlier or yeah. something like that. So I know this is kind of old fashioned and my wife tells me I'm getting old all the time and I'm acting like an old man. And no offense to you, Trey, because you kind of are an old man. I am but, an old But man. she tells me that I'm, getting, I'm an old man because I like to go to bed early. About 930, I'm in bed because mm-hmm. I like to get up early. Mm-hmm. For me, I mean, there is a lot of value in rising early in the morning. For me, honestly, the, the, the greatest value is I have two boys. Mm-hmm. And I've got to beat them up if I want to have any time to spend with the Lord in prayer and meditation because they they rise early as well. So i got to be up early if I want to have that time with the Lord. You mean so wake up before them, I not actually get, beat them up. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I try not to do that. Uh, <laughs> but I need to wake up early so yeah. I can have that time uninterrupted with the Lord. So for me, that means going to bed early early so I can wake up early so I can start my day in a way that I believe honors the Lord. Okay. So we cut back some time. We find some attainable goals we can do. Then if we have this extra time, what do you think? Is there something maybe we could invest in? Yeah. Right. So, so, so again, uh, television, you know, internet, uh, Facebook, social media, screens, phones, those things are good tools that God has allowed us to have in this particular century. They're not necessarily inherently evil, but they can be time wasters. And so if you work to eliminate the amount of time that you're wasting on on those things, what do you replace, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so it's not just putting them off, it's putting something healthy in its place. And it might be, you know, you're able to get up an hour earlier earlier because you've eliminated that last hour of TV and you're able to have that time with the Lord. It might be that you're able just to have more conversation in your home with your wife and kids that you haven't normally had. It might be reading a book together. So one of the things that we're doing right now with our boys is we're reading through uh, C.S. Lewis's uh, Chronicle of Narnia series. Yeah. That's been a lot Excellent. of fun. They've enjoyed that and and it's been just good to, to read through that together as a family. And so there, that's that's something that that's building our relationship and helping us to think through a book together. Those are, I think, valuable ways to use our time rather than mindlessly engaging in some other type of activity. And so if we're going to, if we're going to be serious about this thing about missions and being on mission wherever we go, uh, when we're able to save time, maybe we can put it in the lives of someone else. Exactly right. Right. Because that's the goal. We want to redeem the time for the glory of God. So if, if I'm cutting out time wasters, I can have people over to the house for dinner there. Mm-hmm. We can go and visit a neighbor. I remember this is a quick story, Trey. 
while I lived through Hurricane Katrina, uh, it was tragic, right? I mean, everybody uh, lost stuff. Electricity out was out for five or six weeks. But here was the beauty of us not having electricity. Mm. Because we didn't have electricity, we didn't have television. We didn't have uh, cell phones, couldn't, couldn't charge them. Uh, we, we, were, we were without for a while. The beauty of that during Hurricane Katrina is everybody got outside their house. And so, so, so for those five or six weeks, we didn't have power. We gathered in, in, in the front yard. We gathered on the porch and just spent time talking with our neighbors. I hadn't done that, right? But Hurricane Katrina forced us out of our homes and forced us into relationships. It, it, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, you kind of jumped into the middle of the 19th century. We went we did. a very similar thing when it came to Hurricane Hugo. Yeah. Uh, get a lot, well, the air condition is not working for one thing. So yeah, you're outside, that's it's exactly cooler right. outside that's than it exactly is in. Right. So anyway, you're out, you're out making relationships. That's and exactly I think that's, right. that's an important thing to do. And then of course, you know, whether you know, in our church, we have uh, life connecting groups meet on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think you, you can also invest in times at church, ministry right. at church, right. not just on an individual level, but also on a, on a church level. Don't you think? That's exactly right. So that, that, that time you redeem how can you use it for God's glory? Getting more involved in the life of the local church, you know, kind of taking that number up instead of being involved 1.6 times a month, actually mm-hmm. being involved maybe three or four times a month. It's not that, a bad thing. That would double, that more than, yeah, at least double their oh, time. Oh, yeah, it'd be great. That'd be awesome. Okay, so uh, we've talked about some of these time wasters. I think we've, we've, we've uh, pretty well exhausted that. But, but when do we start? Is it something we put off for a while, or do we just go ahead and do it? Um, in other words, I think the idea would be number four: we don't wait, right? Right. Have you ever procrastinated, Trey? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Men are famous procrastinators, I <laughs> right? think. And so, so, so the reality is, you know what you need to do. You know those steps you need to take in your home to begin to redeem the time. You know the time wasters. You know the attainable goals. You know those things that you could do today that would change everything in the way that you use your time. So don't wait. Just Mm -hmm. do it, right? So in other words, don't put off to tomorrow what you could do right now. Exactly. Maybe right? tonight. Why not tonight? They say, let's back off one show. Yeah, so so now's the time to form some new Christ-honoring habits that uh, help you to redeem the time that he has given you. You don't have to wait. In fact, if you wait too long, you're going to continue to waste time that God has given you. Exactly. So let's go ahead and get that done. Let's do it. Don't wait. All right. And then fifthly, uh, we need to remember Jesus. Yeah, so so here's the reality, Trey. It's easy to talk about this. It's easy to talk about setting attainable goals and, and doing those things necessary to redeem the time. But the reality is you're still going to mess it up. Oh, boy. Yes, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to mess it up. I've already messed up today. I thought today I was going to have so much time to accomplish some things, but I, I wasted some time, got involved in some conversations. I wasn't expecting to have those kinds of things. So I'm going to mess it up. Jesus never messed up the way he used his time. He was a perfect use of time. He used his time perfectly. The example we see in Scripture is that he was up early in the morning praying. Mm -hmm. He he used his time perfectly in the lives of people. Uh, He he was uh, walking the streets uh, of the towns of Galilee, ministering and healing the sick. He used time perfectly, investing in the lives of others, and ultimately in, in, in his perfect use of time, he went to a cross and died in our place and three days later rose again uh, so that we could have forgiveness of sins and abundant and eternal life. He used his time purposefully and he used his time perfectly. I will never use my time perfectly, but Jesus used his time perfectly for me. 
And I'm very thankful for that. He even knew when to get away. He even know? knew when to get away. He knew when to get away. He knew what he, he what he had to do for the day. And uh, it's, it's amazing to think that we somehow think we don't ever have to rest or we don't yeah. have to have those times yeah. where we pull away. And Jesus so I understood think, that. Yeah, so I think that when I am using my time poorly, just remembering Jesus, remembering mm-hmm. that he used his time perfectly for me. And when I begin to remember that he used his time perfectly for me, then it reminds me that he is worthy Amen. of my time. Amen. He is worthy of me using my time well for his kingdom and for his glory. You know, time is one of those commodities that we have, and I think we need to use it properly for the Lord and how God would have us use it. Mm. And and it's such a it's a, it is such a game changer for our lives as well. Right. So, uh, thank you so much for this this conversation. Yeah, so it's been why, fun. Why don't you close it up? For yeah. Us, so it's our prayer for you that you begin to use your time well, whatever that means for you, uh, whatever changes you need to make, make those changes and use the days that God has given you for His glory and for His kingdom. So I hope this podcast has been helpful for you today. And and again, like always, if it has been helpful for you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you'll have new content delivered to your device every. Every single week, whatever podcast service you are listening to us on, leave us a review, a rating that helps us get the word out about this podcast. And as always, we hope that this podcast has helped you connect faith to life.